everyone, my name is Shabu. I have the great joy of being one of the pastors at Canterbury Gardens Community Church. Uh, we as a church have been going through the book of Exodus. Uh, and during one of our one of our sermons, we paused um, and we asked people to SMS some questions to us. And we've been taking our time answering some of those questions. And this is number three of that series. Uh, uh, today, we joined with, with my friend Mark. Mark's on our leadership team at Canterbury. And we're going to be dealing with a question that's, um, to be honest, it's a challenging one. Uh, it's one that will get people to really think about the very character of who God is. And the, the question that was given is, what is God doing when he hardens Pharaoh's heart? Is he creating additional disobedience or sin in his heart that wasn't there before? And that was the question. So if you're new to the Christian faith or you've never sort of really thought about it, in the story of Exodus, there's statements by God uh, throughout Exodus saying that he will harden Pharaoh's heart as Moses goes and speaks to him and asks Pharaoh to release the people of Israel. And so that's what we're going to be talking about for a few minutes. Hopefully it will help you and serve you. Mark, mm-hmm. have you thought about this, mate? I have, and and I'm I'm glad we had the questions come in because it means that we it means that I've spent more time back there in yeah. Exodus, not just moving through, but still mulling over what went before. Um, what is God doing when He hardens Pharaoh's heart, and is He creating additional disobedience for sin? Yeah. Um, so it's a really tantalizing question too yeah there's two parts to it i think mm. right yeah the question of what is god doing in hardening Pharaoh's heart you know mm. any thoughts on that well my thoughts are that i think we can rule out part two quite quickly yeah um can god be creating sin uh that we attribute to god as a sinner no yeah. i think we can safely rule that out but we can talk about it you know, yeah. if if we need to cover that ground. But if we just assume that God is light, there's no darkness in him, then we'd have to say, well, God isn't sinning in doing that. We can't attribute it to God. Well, what is he doing? Then that drives us back to the story. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, to answer that, I would just want to dive straight back in there again and say, let's remember what he is in fact doing. Yeah. So where would you go, like if you were thinking that? Uh, so, I, well, I would go back to those passages. Yeah. I would go back to um, the key passages and remember that from the very start, mm. even though um, even though in Chapter 3 God says to Moses he's not going to want to give up his people, yeah. so in, in that sense he knows that his heart is hard, yeah. yet still before everything happens he says, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. Yeah. So we know that from the very start to the very beginning, God is there hardening. Yeah. The question is, what is he doing? Again, I think the answers are in there. It seems to me that he's giving Pharaoh the endurance to last out this display of God's power. Mm, that's right. Yeah, because I think you're right. Because I think that's the challenging thing always in that question, even when I was a young Christian, that was one of the questions I wrestled with was what reading verses like God's involved in hardening someone's heart, you know, isn't God love, isn't he, you know, um, all those things. And I think um, as one commentator, I remember saying that God in this is showing his very character of who he is, that he's the, 
God who's in control of all things, including the very hearts uh, of men and women. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does show that, that he is in control and it shows his character. What part of his character? And I think it shows his his judicial uh, role as as judge, his, yeah. his role as judge and to punish sin. So that's why we get at the start, uh, this Pharaoh is opposed to God's purposes and he's opposed to God's people and therefore I'm going to judge him. And so he pronounces sentence and he's going to make sure that even in Exodus 4 he says that the result will be Exodus 4.22 mm-hmm. um, or even verse 21 you are to um, perform before Pharaoh all the wonders which I've put in your power, but I will harden his heart so that he won't let the people go, so that he won't respond to them. And then this is what you should say, Israel is my son, my firstborn. I said let my son go that he may serve me, but you've refused to let him go. Behold, I'll kill your son, your firstborn. So the sentence that he passes there, that this is going to result in all through these plagues, they're going to be a sequence of judgment, but the, the final judgment will be the death of your firstborn. And he seems to be saying there, I'm going to make sure that you're around to see that happen. Yeah. So there's something about sustaining him through that, yeah. which is a massive concept. It is, yeah. I was thinking it, it's similar to the analogy of keeping someone on death row, mm. but even though they're going to die, you instruct the guards, feed and water this mm. person, give them food so that they are there because they need to experience mm. the sentence. Mm. Well, that's a heavy. It is, isn't it? That's a really heavy concept. Yeah. But it is God's character, and we're yeah. seeing God judge. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Um, I wonder is that we struggle with um, realizing in the mix of all of this is not just what what it reveals is God's holiness, God's providence. It, it reveals who He is, but it also in there is mixed His love and grace in that that it's not separate like i think we try to put god in a box and go this doesn't compute in our heads mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and it's in this moment where we're realizing that god is the creator um as the one um and you know the purpose of it is to actually ultimately like if you want to really boil it down is to say that it's to bring glory to his name to show that he will despite of all the oppositions and despite of his own kind of involvement in hiding Pharaoh's heart to actually ultimately free Israel, his his people. Yes, yeah. So to get glory is his goal. Yeah. And he does it in two ways. One is he gets glory in defeating his enemies yeah. and, as you said, in freeing his people. And then, as you mentioned, where's God's love and grace in this? Well, we see the grace is for his people yeah. and his righteous judgment is on Pharaoh it's not really on offer for him from the beginning of the story. Yeah. So there's two groups there. And there's this third group in the middle, Mm. the Egyptians who get to see this. Mm. So there's occasions where God hardens even the officials' hearts, Mm. say in chapter 10, but by and large, the official, uh, yeah, even the officials and even the magicians and even the Egyptians people themselves are there to look and get to know this God and say, Oh, we either need to oppose him or get on side. Yeah. So there's there's choice there for them too. Yeah. And so we see some of them coming out, it would seem, in the Exodus. Yeah. So um, I don't know if there's anything else we would add to that because we want to kind of give you really a, a taste 
of this um, because it's something that you would probably spend a bit of time on. Um, but I think what we need to understand is that as the story of the Bible continues and God continues to reveal himself to both the people of Israel and the nations around, ultimately revealed in his son, uh, Jesus, and who he is, um, uh, you know, God is involved in saving and rescuing. Um, and even in the very people that crucified Jesus, uh, there's this great statement where um, Pilate says to Jesus, you know, don't you know that I've got authority to, and, and Jesus' comment to him was, well, you don't have this, it was given to you. Like ultimately he's the one who has authority. And uh, so it's not like it's just Old Testament. It continues to show that um, God is still the same today. Mm. Any last words, mate? Uh, we didn't touch on how yep. he hardens. Yep. And I, I, in some ways, let's acknowledge that it, it doesn't exactly say how he hardened, mm. but that's, that's not a bad question to reflect on. Now, as you, I don't know if you brought this out, I can't remember, but as we read through there, if you look closely, we see there are different descriptions of mm. the hardening of heart, isn't there? Yeah, that's a good point. So yep. we get hardening, we get strengthening. Yeah which builds in on that idea of sustaining. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking of chapter 9 as yeah. well, God's yeah. explanation yeah. of how you could have been wiped out immediately, yeah. but I've chosen to make it a prolonged yeah. experience and of making heavy a heart that doesn't respond. Yeah. So reflecting on those things may help you. There's no definitive answer. No. And secondly, consider the fact that God often uses means yeah. to do his work. Yeah. He uses means... Uh, in the killing of the firstborn. He uses means in freeing uh, Israel through the sea with Moses. Yeah. It's God doing it, yeah. but he uses other means. Yeah. And so there's no actual reason that God might not have used certain means yeah. to ha harden his heart. We, we think, well, how, how did he, did he come, home, yeah. come down and stop it beating? Yeah. Or did he simply have one of his children playing on the floor yeah. and singing a mighty fortress is my God, the Egyptian version. Yeah, yeah. And it reminded him, no, we're better. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, the details aren't there. It doesn't matter. It, but it's not a problem to reflect and think, oh, yeah, there, there, there may be yeah. a simple way God did it. Yeah. Um, not to take away from the fact that God did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's a good way to finish, I think, that God did it. Um, and to rest in knowing that what he does ultimately is always good and... He knows exactly what he's doing. It's always just. Um, mm. yeah. I'll throw in there a different one, which we haven't asked the question, but the similar sort of thing can arise. How did he part the Red Sea? Mm -hmm. We know it was with a blast of his nostrils. We know it was by a wind. Yeah. But what did it look like? Well, we don't know. Yeah. Can God use means, um, the physical wind or some yeah. supernatural power? I don't know. But the fact is, the, the end is God did it yeah. to save his people. Yeah. And so can we scientifically explain the miracle or not? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. In the end, this is God's act. Yeah. To judge or to save. Yeah. And trusting what, yeah, in his word, what is there for us to trust that, yeah, it's, it's there. Mm. That's all we have, you know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's good. Mm. 
Well, friends, I hope that's um, encouraged you or stirred you or even to explore a bit further. I would invite you, if you've got any questions, please do get in touch with us. Um, If you want to unpack this further, we pray that it's been a blessing for you. Thanks.